Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Hail to the Washington football team. You guys are in first place. You're 1-0. You deserve it. You had a comeback victory against the defending division champions. I want to let you have the floor, man, to open it up. The first place team only deserves that much. Well, I do appreciate that, man. And I think a a lot of adversity has happened in 2020, not only for us personally, but in the NFL and especially the Washington football team with the diagnosis of lymph node cancer for Ron Rivera, our new coach for the uh, sexual harassment allegations to our owner, Dan Snyder. Half the team is is up for sale. Um, you got a new quarterback. You know, you got a lot of things going on right now. I mean, you got the head coach, you know, taking IVs in halftime and players are, players are doing speeches, right? Mad so respect for Ron Rivera. If, if you don't love the Washington football team, you got to respect them no matter what. All right. You come in there and you got, you got to tore up the first half. You get embarrassed the first half. I'll be honest with you. They're running all over us. But we step up in the second half and we do our thing. Our front seven is, is you know, that's easy to go over. I mean, eight sacks in a game Impressive. against Philly. Huge, huge game for our front seven. Our DBs stepped up. I think Dwayne didn't have his best game, but guess what? He didn't have turnovers. And guess who, guess who said he would have plenty of turnovers last week? I said he would have multiple turnovers if he passed yes, for you two. Would. You, you, you said that he would have multiple turnovers, correct? If he passed for 270 yards. Do you do you want to slow down and, and, and give the stat of how many passing yards he had maybe? He did not have 200 yards passing. No, he had under 200 yards he passing. He had under 200 yards passing, yes. He yes, did. I, I know junior varsity quarterbacks down the street at Seminole High School that are going to pass for 200 yards tonight, George Van Riper. Understood, dude, but he game managed that game. No matter what, you can't take the W away from me, bro. I'm not trying to take it away from you. And guess where you're at, bro. Where am I at in the division and where are you, dog? Tell me right now. Where are you at right now? Where are you at? Tied for second. (laughs) (laughs) What a note. Number one in the division. I'm going to soak this up because, as you know, B, I'm optimistic. But I also know there is Arizona coming up on Sunday. I'm not going to get into it till later, but that's Kyler. My- Kyler is coming for you. I, I will talk about Kyler later in the pod. First of all, I want to say everyone, thank you for joining us right now on the pod. I really appreciate everybody coming on and, and listening. I know there's a lot of pods out there uh, for Sunday football, Monday football, all of that, but you're here right now. And I really do appreciate that. For sure. Shout out to everyone who listened to episode one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'll let your take on the on the Skins game and uh, or the Washington football team. What, what is your take on that game on Sunday? Uh, my take is that you know you prepped me very well um, as we talked about 
training camp, you were all over that front seven, said they were the best in the league. I still don't know about all that. But you hyped them up, and they backed you up. Eight sacks is impressive. I I, I was at Winghouse. So I was able to watch the whole game. I had it on the TV in the corner. So ooh, I had my eyeballs on you guys the whole time. And it was impressive. The offense did not impress me. It doesn't seem like you guys really have an identity. Uh, and that kind of worries me going forward. But the defense is impressive. Your boy Jimmy Moreland came up with a clutch interception. Uh, Chase Young, I believe he had an 86 grade, one of the highest ever for um, a rookie defensive end in their first NFL game. So Washington is a respectable football team, as, as you said at the beginning. I will say that. I appreciate that. And and really what I noticed, as you, I'm sure everyone noticed, um, is the adjustments that we made at halftime. We've never had a defensive coordinator that's made adjustments. Uh, we were doing a lot of 4-3. We changed a nickel. The tight ends were tearing us up the first half, um, both Ertz and what is his name, Goddard or whatever? What, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard had a huge Goddard. game, 100 yards and a touchdown. Huge game. So we changed it up to a, a nickel. Um, we did a lot of design blitzes. Uh, it was just nice to see, you know, as we've seen with the Patriots, I mean, they might get blown out in the first half, but they adjust and they fix things when they know they're getting beat. And I really do. Uh, that's what I'm most excited about is coaching. You know, we just have never had that. You guys have a football coach. Um, you tagged me in Ron Rivera's postgame speech. I can't root against that guy, man. I'll root against you guys every single week of the season. I will never root against Ron Rivera. Nothing but respect for that man. I respect him even when he was Carolina's coach and he was taking them to the Super Bowl with Cam. The fact that he's dealing with the health issues on top of getting the Washington football team a win against the division champs in week one, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Ron Rivera. 100%, man. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. But um, what about Can your I game? Yeah, can I can I talk? Uh, I know you're on a high right now. Can I can I turn down the volume and talk about my Dallas Cowboys? Actually, no, bro. Actually, honestly, let's talk about let's get the Giants out of the way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're absolutely right. I I think that I think that we can get the, the, that that hot dumpster fire that plays in East Rutherford, New Jersey, um, off off of our plate real quick. Uh, real, to recap real quick, let's spend 90 seconds, maximum two minutes on, on, on that dumpster fire. Uh, Big Ben had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. No, I did not hear that stat. That is a fact, my friend. Uh, it was but, it was very evident that all they cared about was shutting down Saquon Barkley, though. That's all they sure. cared about. And they, they did. Yeah, they did. I'll, I'll shout out Darius Slayton. The guy had two touchdowns. Um, he balled out. Daniel Jones doesn't look bad. Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback. Darius Slayton, most touchdowns since week five of last year in the league. Good stat. Very good stat. Uh, that offensive line, though, was just as bad as we thought, man. Their rookie left tackle, Andrew Thomas from Georgia, looks like he is overwhelmed. Uh, the rest of the offensive line we're not going to mention, but nor, nor should anyone mention. Um, shout out to my boy. We didn't mention this on the first pot. I can't believe it. Jason Garrett is their offensive coordinator, yeah. and he had a brilliant game plan going in there. But I, I, I don't want to hate on them too much. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line is ferocious. We highlighted Bud Dupree last week. We did not mention TJ Watt. He had an amazing game. Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt. Pittsburgh is about a good defense in this league. So the Giants will have better days, but Monday night was not your night, guys. Bud Dupree is trying to get paid. He was on every single play when I watched that game. Did you see that pick? I think it was the third or fourth quarter, which really decided the game is when Daniel Jones was driving down the field, getting great checkdowns, probably had a 16-play drive. 
He's at the five yard line, rolls out. Bud Dupree hits his arm, gets picked. Red zone game over. Right sure. after that, game over. Right yeah. after that, game over. No, the Giants, so, hung, the Giants hung in there, um, but the Steelers dominated that game. Um, the Giants had no business being on the field with them. I'll say, as of right now, I think the Giants are probably the weakest team in the division. I think that's safe. I think that's safe. But we'll I see. Still, I still think the Eagles can be good. The Eagle, you you just want the Eagles to be good because it makes you look better for beating them in week one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Let me talk about my Dallas Cowboys, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to waste a lot of time breaking down the X's and O's. We actually have a special guest here today that's going to do that for us. I want to talk about my football coach. His name is Mike McCarthy. And the shine from that Super Bowl ring, Mike McCarthy, it is worn off, my friend. I know it's worn off on me. When was that? When was that? When was that? It was long ago. I, I could. Um, when did the Packers win the Super Bowl? I'm going to say 07, 08. I can't say it off the top of my head. Probably 07, 08. Okay. Okay, George, you've played football before. It's fourth and three. You're down 20 to 17. You have the ball at your opponent's 11-yard line. Okay? How much what time you, left? Well, how much time is left? It's the fourth quarter. Let's just There's say that. There's a lot of time left, though. Yeah. It's the fourth quarter. What do you do? I kicked the field goal. I don't know I about me. Field goal. I kicked I the kicked field, field goal, goal 10 times out of 10. I felt so nauseous after I saw that. I was like, why? I why? was like, what? And and I guess it would be different if it was more of a statement and you guys were getting your ass kicked the entire game and you right. just wanted to take the lead at the end of the game. But there was a lot of time left in the fourth quarter. Why not just kick the field goal? You don't need to make a statement right now. I right, concur, my friend. Belts, dude, that was heavy belt. Man, it's the, the reef donkey, bro. I know last week I was, I was on the Mick Ultras. I'm, I'm on that reef donkey today, bro. Those IPAs are a little heavy in my oh, tummy. I'm on that rosé, dude. Okay. You see me out okay. There, of course you're on the rosé. You're one and a. Calm down. <laughs> all right. Calm down. All right. Let me get back Yo. to Mike McCarthy. Okay. Okay. Mike McCarthy kicked the field goal right there, Bubba. It's okay. I know you want to be the cool new coach and come in and make a statement. We are on the road against a quality football team. Please kick the field goal because guess what? We're going to get to what happened at the end of the game, but the controversy at the end of the game would have never mattered. You know why? Because if the flag gets thrown, doesn't get thrown, it's 20 to 20 and we go to overtime. Ezekiel Elliott's having a good day. Like we can win this football game. True. Kick the field goal. So yeah. I don't know. In, in retrospect, I'm playing Monday morning quarterback. If if if, um, if C.D. Lamb takes a little dig route right there and goes over and touchdown, I'm like, Mike McCarthy's the truth. He's the best coach. That's why we got rid of Jason Garrett because he wouldn't have made a play like that. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We didn't convert. Mike McCarthy, I'm handing out L's this week, and you get a big fat one, fat boy. Damn, All right. yeah. bro. Yeah. I'm already uh, calling your coach fat boy, dude. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, F, word, the, F, word, the F word's a little harsh. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to highlight C.D. Lamb. The rookie had five catches for 50 yards, took a punt return uh, for a decent uh, average. That's something we haven't had in the past. So I think that C.D. Lamb, you get an A in my checkbook as far as far as a week one performance. Were you surprised uh, that he took kicks or did you know him going in? They said he was going to take kicks. Okay. He, he did not take kicks when it was clear that we were going to fair catch at the end of the game, though. When we didn't have timeouts, they took him out of the ball game and they had Cedric Wilson back there. So yeah, they're not going to risk the young man, but uh, when we need to play, CD Lamb's going to be back there, hundred percent. Gotcha. I want to highlight Alden Smith. Like I told Beast. you, the man had four years out of football. He comes in his first game, has eleven tackles, two quarterback pressures, and a sack. 
that's impressive. I think going forward, Alden Smith is going to prove that that contract we signed to him was quite a bargain. Um, and one more guy I'll shout out. I mean, it's not a bold proclamation by any means, but Ezekiel Elliott, um, the highest graded uh, running back. I believe he was 82 or 83 in pro football focus. Feed him the ball more, Mike McCarthy. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't want to keep harping on that, but feed the beast, man. The dude has it tattooed on his stomach. So why don't you just follow the tattoo and feed the beast? But that's it. I'm, I'm still not um, not giving up hope by any means. Of course, it's week one on my Dallas Cowboys. Um, I still think that we are the best team in the division. By far, have the best talent in the division. Um, that was a rough one, though. We we, uh, we could have stole that victory. And how could you have stole that victory, though? I, w- I would love to hear that. How could we have stole the victory? Oh, I get it. Maybe Jalen Ramsey doesn't flop and the OPI doesn't get it. Come on, man. If that OPI doesn't get called, George, let me ask you, as a Redskins fan, um, would you have thrown the flag right there? You're not going to like my answer, dude. You would have thrown the flag. I, I You're not going to like my answer. I Will you let me speak for a second? Yeah, I'll let you speak. Speak as long All as right. you want. All right. So I texted you on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I said, and if anybody watched the Monday Night Football game, when Evan Ingram got the PI on offense, his arm – was extended. And I'm not saying Gallup was full extended, but he had some arm stuff going on to get a little bit of separation. Of course he had some arm stuff. Po- Dude, did you see the post that I posted on our Instagram? He had to have some arm. Jalen Ramsey locked his arm up. Of course there was arm stuff, dude. But it wasn't an extended arm. That's why you don't throw the flag. Okay. Deck Prescott put an absolute dime on the money, which will never go down in the stat books because the throw never happens. You know All who right? can fix this? You know who could fix this argument right now? Who could fix this argument? I think there's some gentleman behind you, beautiful gentleman behind you. Let's bring in a, a football mind, a, a former football coach, a former referee, more important. Uh, a good friend of ours, a former teammate of yours, Mr. Christopher Thomas Hamilton. CT, thank you so much for being here on the NFC East Feast. What's good, bro? All right. All right, CT. So I was just talking shit to B. Wills. I don't know if you heard that, but what I believe to be a 2020 offensive pi one thing i have noticed while watching this play a few times is michael gallup does have jalen ramsey beat he gets an outside release gets down the field the most noticeable thing though is michael gallup tends to get his hand a little bit higher when the arm bar is locked in a good receiver in the nfl michael thomas aj green even amari cooper Probably the best at it, though, is DeAndre Hopkins. When they push off, they put their hand on the hip. On the hip? Oh. On the hip. Okay, okay. You get get the hand on the hip. The referee doesn't see it. You're stride for stride. Uh, B. Wills is right. It's definitely a flop by Jalen Ramsey. But I made this reference earlier when Brian and I were talking. Just like LeBron gets the calls, Jalen Ramsey's always going to get the call in a situation like that. I like that. I never thought of the hand on the hip. You're going to see plenty of DeAndre Hopkins next week, and you'll see that hand goes right on that hip, and he likes to push off with it. As a Titans fan, I saw it in Houston for too many years, single-handedly beat us in a couple games. I probably would have swallowed the whistle, and it's tough. It's tough to be in those situations. Not a lot of people have been in those situations to make that kind of call. But one thing is, like, if you're going to make the call, you got to stand by it. And that's what the referee saw. I think we all played enough sports where we do know the motto is you don't want to put it in the referee's hands. 
So I like that. I like that. I liked you how you said that you would swallow the whistle, but if you're going to make that call, you can't go back on that call. And I think that's the truth. Um, I think it could go either way. But now that you're here, bro, I'm trying. I'm trying to let you gas me up because CT is great at play by play. Um, he always breaks down plays great. And how do you feel about our front seven? Is there any plays that you saw that you would like to break down for us today? Oh, I got a couple. I got a couple. The Washington football team has definitely invested a lot in their pass rush, their front four, some of the front seven. It's a fourth and four. The Eagles line up in a uh, three receiver set, three receivers to the right, one tight end to the left. The formation the defense shows has the whole defense basically kind of lined up, showing a possible a-gap pressure. Carson Wentz doesn't see that. I'm not sure what he saw. He might have bad vision after getting rocked so many times since he's made <laughs> a glass. What you end up getting is you get a six-man rush, five-man protecting. Chase Young's lined up at the bottom of the screen. He has the option to take the back out of the backfield. If the back stays in, he's going to continue his rush. John Bostic ends up being the free rusher here. As Kevin Pierre-Lewis rushes, he draws the center up into the pocket, which leaves John Bostic completely free. The back checks out. Chase Young takes the back. John Bostic swallows <laughs> for sure. Carson wins. And this is a PP podcast, but <laughs> hey. But what, impre what impresses me about this play the most would probably be the fact that a lot of the times throughout the game, I saw Ron Rivera draw up on third and long four-man rushes, which mm -hmm. that makes sense in my opinion. Like I said, you have a lot of talent on that front four. Those four guys should be able to generate pressure. Unfortunately, in the first half, the Eagles were able to protect that by leaving a back in leaving six on four and converting a lot of those third and longs. But here he makes an adjustment in the second half. He knows what the stakes are at this point on a fourth and four down by three. I'm going to send pressure. The pressure gets home. And this is probably the play that made the Eagles will completely break at that point. The Redskins changed their game plan in the second half and uh, eight sacks in one game is a lot. It's a lot, and it was very impressive to see Ron Rivera coach up that that talented front four. Hopefully, you guys can keep it up. I mean, I thought uh, I thought it looked it looked really good, and uh, I'll definitely have some more plays throughout the year that I can maybe keep breaking down for you guys. I'd like to get some some Dwayne Haskins throws. I didn't see any necessarily <laughs> in, in this first week, but maybe some Gibson runs, maybe some uh, scary Terry. We'll figure it out from there. But I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, be good to yourselves. All right. Yeah, for sure, man. That is CT out here, boy, calling them plays. We really appreciate wow. his expertise on that, bro. He was breaking them down. I think it was over my head. I know it was probably over a few viewers' head. Um, so I think that was awesome. I really do. That actually was just as good as I thought it would be. And I'm so happy that he did that. Even better. That's what I call an NFL meat sandwich, okay? You as the casual fan, you just got smarter. I just got smarter being in the room. So we're definitely going to have CT on several more times as the season goes on. And we're going to be very biased on this podcast, but at least I feel like CT gives us a little credibility, just giving us the X's and O's, giving it to you straight up. Oh, dude, I know my pants just got tight. So I already Woo! know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, <laughs> let's dabble a little bit on the upcoming 
games. Week two, baby. I think week it's only two. right. It's only week right two. that we start with the first place team, man. So, um, how, how about you? Let me you let me start on on the Washington football team. Let's do uh, you, it. You guys are hosting Arizona. Is that correct, or is it in Arizona? Um, it is in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Okay, so you guys are going to the desert to face Kyler Murray, who is coming off a big upset of the San Francisco 49ers in week one. Yes, sir. I think this is going to be a whole different test for you, my friend. I mean, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I don't want to totally take a dump on him because he's not Odell Beckham. Hi-o! Um, But I want to talk about how much better I think Kyler Murray is potentially than Carson Wentz. He's going to provide something that uh, Carson Wentz did not do when you guys matched up against him, and that is... Speed. The, yes, speed. The threat of running the football. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to give you guys something that Philadelphia certainly did not. That is a true number one wide receiver. The guy balled out. I want to say he had 14 catches for a buck 50 in his first game. That's ridiculous. So you guys have got your hands full, man. Uh, I'll let you step in and talk about your team a little bit. Um, you guys better have a plan to block Chandler Jones. I know that as well. So, so go ahead. What are your feelings? My feelings are 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 those exact feelings that you have. I mean, it's it would be stupid for me to say that I'm not worried about Kyler Murray, you know. Of course. Um, but at the same time, honestly, you know who Kyler reminds me of? Remi- Kyler reminds me of first of all, Kyler played baseball, correct? Baseball player, yes. He was like a first round. It wasn't just like he was a bum. He was like a first round top pick. ten pick. Top, top ten, 10 pick. pick. Top ten correct. pick. He reminds me of that middle infielder, bro. That brings like three dime pieces, mm-hmm. like in the bleachers, and they're all there for him. And he's got a great Gatorade, and he's got his dad loves him. And he, I just, it's hard not to like the guy. Okay, you're I get excited. It. You're a baseball guy. I can see the I excitement coming out of you. I get it, dude. But he's this cocky guy, and I will. I think the number one person in the league for avoiding contact is 100% Kyler Murray. Have you Kyler seen, Murray. did you watch him against the 49ers? He was doing all kinds of slides in and outs. He didn't get touched, dude. I did, man. I think Lamar Jackson might have something to say about that. But yes, if Kyler's not one, he's two. I don't think, I mean, I really mean protecting yourself. Okay. I think Kyler, Kyler is is insane at protecting himself. And if you watch that game, it's just impressive, man. He does all the kid, kinds of The kid's of, a stud. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to ask you straight up, man. Are you are you guys going to go 2-0 and, and go to Arizona and uh, go pull out that W? All right. So we have to contain the guy, all right? We got to contain the guy. We can't let him get inside or get him out. Get him outside. Uh, we got to stay back. We can't run upfield too much. And I was talking to you earlier, and I was like, look, man, I got to be honest with you. I'm probably going to pick Arizona here. And just because I don't want to get too cocky with my team, I realized that Philly was really beat up and and all that, and it was every excuse in the world to pick Arizona, but you know what? F that, bro. Whoa! I'm picking my boys. I'm picking my boys. We're out here. Our front seven is the best in the league. I'll say it again. Kyler, come bring it, dude. You pull off that upset. Um, I'm scared to see how you're going to be on next week's episode. But good oh, luck. You want to see me, dude? You don't. Let, let's go. Let's go. All right. That's that's me being arrogant and egotistical. But I'm just saying for real. If we if we can contain him and our front seven is able to get sacks, he actually led the league in getting sacked last year. I don't know if you knew that, which was interesting because he can. You a, lot know, of that's, a lot of that's because his, his offensive line was hot trash last year, and it's not that much better this year. I still think you guys have your only chance of winning is getting eight sacks again, if not hopefully more. You guys are going to have to put pressure on that kid. I'm saying 27-24 Washington football team. What are you saying? 
Ready to go. I am saying 27. We're going to agree with that as the winning score, except I, I think Arizona is going to have 27, 27-17 Cardinals. I, I I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I'm sure everyone listening to this pod right now is agreeing with you right now. So yeah, I mean, I mean, 98. percent uh, Shout out to um, John Warman or any other uh, Washington, fo- <laughs> Washington football other, team fan. Only other Washington football team fan that I know. Every single fan that I've a Redskins fan I used to know is no longer really following the team. Um, so it's it's tough to be a fan out here. All right. Well, let's dabble into my game. The Atlanta Falcons are coming to Jerry's world, and we are going to have fans because you know why, George? We're America's team, and that's what Americans do, okay? We are going to have 25% fans, and a stadium that holds 100,000 people, I'm not very good at math, but I'm pretty sure that's 25,000 people. So there's going <laughs> <laughs> to be some drunk Texans out there room for my Cowboys, and we're going to get a victory on Sunday. We're going to get that first victory on Sunday. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't expect our defense um, – other than our boy Alden Smith, um, to have much of a game. I can see Matty Ice picking us apart. We're going to have problems with Julio, Calvin Ridley. They have a, a kid named Gage who had 100 yards last week. Uh, Hayden Hurst didn't have a good game last week, but he's still going to be a problem matchup against us, especially because our only healthy linebacker that anybody's ever heard of is Jalen Smith. Leighton Vanderess gets hurt last week, got a broken collarbone, up for eight weeks. Guess what, guys? Surprise of the day. Sean Lee's hurt. Sports hernia surgery. He's going to be gone Ouch. for a while. Ouch. Yes. So, so our linebacking core is thin, bro. Uh, so uh, they're gonna ha- we're going to have problems. I think Atlanta running the ball with Todd Gurley will not necessarily be as much of a threat. I see Matty Ice beating us through the air if, the, if that's their path to victory. But to flip it over on the other side of the ball, I think that we're going to score some points. I saw a lot of bright spots last week, a lot of optimism on what could be of this offense. Having Lyle Collins out at right tackle, that was a huge problem. The rookie steal, he's going to have his hands full. I don't know if it's going to be Dante Fowler. Uh, I know that they have a defensive tackle named Grady Jarrett, one of the best in the league. So I'm excited to see how our guard play, in particular Zach Martin, the all-pro, matches up against him. So hopefully we can contain Grady Jarrett. I was a little disappointed last week to see Seattle um, just run up and down the field on them. I believe their two best defensive players are Keanu Neal and Deion Jones who missed some time last year because of injury, they're back. But it was Russell Wilson who, if it's not for Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson is as good as it comes to the quarterback position in this league. And um, Dak Prescott, my friend, I'm sorry, I love you, buddy, but you are no Russell Wilson. But I do think Dak Prescott can have a decent game. All three of our receivers had 50 yards last week. Like I said, Zeke was the uh, number one running back rated by PFF. So I think our offense is going to show up. I think we're going to score 30 points and hold them just under 30. I'll go my Dallas Cowboys 31, Atlanta Falcons 27. How do you see it? I, I agree with you. I actually think it's going to be a wider spread than that. I don't love Atlanta. I know that people were high on them prior to entering week one. Um, I do like Matt Ryan. I, I love, love Calvin Ridley. Thinks he's an absolute stud. Um, obviously, they have Julio Jones. But I think that the, uh, the the defense of the Atlanta Falcons just does not scare me whatsoever. So if they're able to use the clock, slow down the clock, run it out with Zeke, uh, constantly be on the field and just allow the, the Falcons, you know, get a couple three and outs from them. I think they could really dominate this game. I see it going out 27 to 10. Dallas Cowboys. Giving my Dallas Cowboys defense some credit there. I like that. I do. I I just, I don't see it happening. Uh, I just think they're going to be on the field for too long. Right. Zeke is going to be eaten for just way too long. All you can eat for Zeke is all I got to say. 
I love it, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, let's talk about a team that I'm going to have a close eye on, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the reason I'm very interested in this game is because I want to see how the Eagles match up against a team that we just had a narrow loss against. I would love to see the Rams come out and dominate Philly to make me feel like, okay, well, we hung in with the Rams for 59 minutes before getting robbed by whoever that side judge was, by that bogus OPI. So I hope that the Rams can win. I am going to pick the Rams to win. The Eagles, we talked about it last week, their their offensive line is beat up. And I don't know if you saw what Aaron Donald did to my Dallas Cowboys last week, but it was scary, dude. He sent Ezekiel Elliott flying a good five yards in the air. That guy is not human. So I think Aaron Donald is going to have himself a day against that Eagles offensive line. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey did a pretty good job against Amari Cooper and everyone else other than the final play on Michael Gallup. And the Eagles do not have the receiving core of us. So I think if the Rams can run the football with Malcolm Brown and get Cam Akers more involved, as well as just um, use Cooper Cup efficiently as they did last week and um, hitting Robert Woods, um, excuse me, use Jared Goff efficiently, hitting Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Higby, Everett, all those guys. I think the Rams are going to be methodical. I think they are going to come out and have a similar game plan they did against my Dallas Cowboys and probably put up more points. So I say the Rams are going to score 27 and the Eagles are only going to score 17. Again, I don't see Philly getting to 20. So Eagles, you're going 0-2. Sorry. How do you see it? I actually like Philly in this game. Um, oh. it's, not, it's it's not because we beat them, but it's because Lane Johnson's coming back. It's because Miles Sanders is coming back. It's because they absolutely need this W to really make this season worth something. Um, I really think they're already freaking out a little bit. I think Carson had an awful game. I think he sat in the pocket for way too long. I know her front seven, you know, caused some hysteria back there, but at times he could have easily thrown the ball at some of the receiver's feet, even if they're not open, just to get out of situations that he, I mean, they were in field goal range and they got out of field goal range because of certain sacks during that game. I really think the Rams, I, I see Philly's rush D better than the boys D as rush D. They are. No, no. Philadelphia definitely has a better rush defense. Yeah. So we weren't, I mean, I'm not saying that we had the best rush. Oh, by any means, but I just think they're strong up front. I think they have decent DBs and I think they really will need to win this game. And I see the game being 20 to 23 Philly. I can see that. Shout out to Malik Jackson on Philadelphia's defensive line. He had a hell of a game against you guys last week. But yeah, they, they definitely have a better defense. I could see them doing a little better job, as you said, against the Rams offense. And I like that, man. This is a desperate game for Philly. So I respect the, I respect the Eagles victory there. All right. And as always, last and certainly <laughs> least. Why do we have to do this every week? Let's talk about the Giants first. The Bears. Shot is a shy city. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I really wish it didn't because I don't know anything <laughs> about either team. Um, no, I, I really – I don't dislike Daniel Jones. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. I think that he he's a check down artist. I think that he completes a lot of balls. I think, like I was saying before, he, he drives down the field, um, maybe gets a field goal. I, I like uh, – who's the receiver? The guy um, – Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, really like him, high on him. 
I'm going to let you hit on the Bears. How about that? Sure. All the, dude, the Bears had an impressive comeback from behind victory last week. I had the pleasure of watching that game with a Detroit Lions fan. Shout out to Casey. And I watched his heart break as Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, guys, I said Mitchell Trubisky threw three fourth quarter touchdowns. Damn. It's impressive, man. Mr. Trubisky's back is up against the wall now. They brought in Nick Foles, a guy who played for, I forgot who, he won a Super Bowl for some team. But they brought in a pretty respectable guy to challenge him for the job in training camp. And Mr. Trubisky showed out, man. Um, I think the Bears' offense by no means is a juggernaut. I love Tariq Cohen out of the backfield. Allen Robinson is a true number one receiver, and people need to start respecting that man's name. So I'm going to pick the Bears to win this game, not because the Bears are really that good, because the Giants are just that fucking bad. Pretty okay? Bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, he pretty cursed, bad. by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might have been my first F word of the podcast. I did call Mike McCarthy fat earlier, all right? And I, again, I want to apologize to Coach McCarthy on that. That's out of bounds. But, yes, the, the Bears are going to win this game um, because their defense – is is it's the monsters in the midway man khalil mack uh is gonna is it gonna be coming for you daniel i know you're a sweet young man daniel jones and i think you're a pretty darn good quarterback uh but this is not gonna be your week my friend i know that uh tj watt and bud dupree were in your face last week and uh, khalil mack and robert quinn are gonna be in your face this week the bears like are gonna uh i, I think I, I love saquon as a talent but i don't see this the game that he breaks out He's eventually going to have that game where it's like, wow, that guy is a stud, but this is not it, man. He'll probably have more than nine yards rushing. I'll give him maybe 14 or 15, but they're going to keep that running game in check. Daniel might have another deep touchdown to Darius Slayton or maybe Sterling Shepard, but I see the Bears winning this game 23 to 10. I like that. Yeah, honestly, I, I can't argue any of those points. Uh, partially because I did not watch the Lions Bears game and I didn't see <laughs> how good he looked. Uh, but I'm just going to mimic you. I'm going to say 23 10 Bears. Are, are we doing shooting with Steve today? Oh, we're definitely going to shoot. We are definitely going to shoot. Um, Steve had a little bit of a rough week last week. I'm sure you guys know that. He got that Corvid. Did he get the Corvid? Oh, uh, no, no. He did not have the Corvid, but he did go one and three. Oh, he did. Yes. And uh, one and three meaning. Um, because obviously he bet against the Washington football team. He bet for the Dallas Cowboys. Those were his two losses. And he did win the Giants game on Monday, but who didn't pick against the Giants? But exactly. we do we have a substitute this week for shooting with Steve. Oh, and that, do is, we? that is all of our very good friends. Guys, Mr. Jeff Ludlow. Jay Ludge, you're on, kid. Man, happy to have you, bro. We appreciate you filling in. We're going to run through um, the four games of the NFC East. I'm going to give you the spreads, and you give us the winners. How about that? Got you, man. All right. I got the winners. You got, all right. Lud's got our winners. All right. Where do you want to start? Let's start with how about the Los Angeles Rams are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Philadelphia. How do you see that game going, Lud's? Oh, here's the thing. Philly's uh, old line's a little injured. You got Andre Dillard out. Brandon Brooks is out. I think Philly's going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit. I think uh, Jalen Ramsey has a pretty good game. Don't think they have an answer for Aaron Donald. I'm going to take the Rams minus one and a half. Rams minus one and a half. I respect the pick. I like you do your homework too, Jeff. We appreciate that. You came out to the NFC East ready to go. I know my shit. <laughs> yes, you do, my friend. All right, game two. We are going to go to the dumpster fire. That is the New York football giants traveling to shy city to face the bears bears minus five and a half where are you going with this one Lutz? i think the bears defense is a little depleted uh, ap i mean almost put up 100 yards against them last week i think saquon has a nice bounce back game 
I think they're both bad teams. It can literally go either way, but I'm going to take the Giants plus five and a half on this one. Giants plus five and a half. You know, I respect that pick, Les. I respect that pick. All right, plus, and we are going plus, to go plus ahead. You had, plus you had the Giants going up against Pittsburgh, who could be arguably the best defense in the league. So P- I think they have a nice bounce back week. Pittsburgh's defense is serious, man. You definitely did your homework today. We appreciate that. All right, now we're going to hop over to my game, uh, Jerry's World. We're going to have our season opener. The Atlanta Falcons are coming to Jerry's World. And the Dallas Cowboys are five-point favorites. Cowboys minus five. How do you see this one going? I think Dallas is a tough team at home. Uh, I think this game's going to be a shootout out of uh, all the games in the East. Uh, Atlanta was pretty impressive, pretty impressive last week. I mean, you had three 100-yard receivers. Julio, I really like that guy, Gage. Me too. Uh, I think Fowler and Jarrett on the D-line can wreak a little havoc. But also you got Alden Smith, Tank Lawrence on the other side for Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game, but I'm going to take Atlanta plus five. I think it's going to be Dallas by a field goal. Okay. Very nice. No, no. Very good. I, 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 like, I like your point on Atlanta. And last and in first place, we have to respect GVR are, is his Washington football team. But they are traveling to the desert to face Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals minus six and a half. Ludge, wrap it up. How you see it? I think George is going to be a little upset with me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> bro, come Washington on. D is very impressive, but Kyler Murray moves better than Wentz. He can scramble in the pocket. I don't think they get as many sacks as last week. Uh, if you knew this, Arizona held the NFC champ San Fran to only 18 first downs and only two third down conversions last week. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. I think Arizona's defense is much improved and underrated. I'm going to go with Arizona minus six and a half on this one. Wow. Arizona minus six and a half. Lud, you came with the stats, my friend. You absolutely brought it. So I hope if Steve comes back and tries to recover, he comes as hard as you did, man. And if, if, if you don't mind, Jeff, can we have you back on at some point in the season? I would love to, fellas. Uh, you know, if anyone's placing bets this weekend, 4-0 taking my picks. 4-0, take Lug's picks. Thank you guys having me on, um, call me anytime. I'm always here for you. We love you, buddy. Have a good night. Jay Ludd's absolutely bringing the heat, man. We had some good guests today. CT came with the X's and those made everybody a little bit smarter. Jay Ludd's coming with the sharp shooting. Wow, bro. NFC East Feast Episode 2. We are looking forward to week two. And, man, I can't even wait till week three. We can hop on the pod again. I can't wait, man. And I appreciate everyone tuning in. We owe you a beer for lasting this long 46 minutes in. And uh, I hope your team takes the W as long as you're not playing the Washington football team. How about them Cowboys?